Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. No matter how long you've been a developer, no matter how much you learn and how much you know, pretty much every day you'll run into something that stumps you, maybe for a minute, maybe like for an hour. I mean, not not some of us. I, I've never been stumped. Um, as soon as I started, as soon as I was born, I was a really good programmer. So, okay, yeah, I don't well, think I, this episode has anything to do with me. Except for you, put yourself okay. in the shoes. You're you're very empathetic, so you can okay put yourself in the shoes of a normal mortal developer. <laughs> what what would you do hypothetically if? your code was not doing what you expected it to do and you didn't immediately know what the problem was. Like what, what is your thought process? Well, I, I think, um, and, and obviously this is actually real and not hypothetical. Okay. Really um, one of the challenges uh, that I've seen developers and myself um, struggle with too is when, when you have a full process and something's going wrong, how do you troubleshoot a little bit of something right in the middle of it? Um, and I always say the best thing to do is to simplify, 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 pull out just that little piece of, of code or that little action and try to run that by itself. So for example, let's just say you had a really just intricate designed HTML page and maybe you put a little bit more CSS in there. Um, and for some reason, um, that, uh, that, uh, input box or something you just styled is, is now weird. It's got an underline. You just can't seem to track it down. Well, the first thing I'd say is is go and remove basically everything up until like the body take and just have your little your little uh, section there um, and see is it still doing that styling and and you know maybe and if it is then you know it's the CSS so you know remove half the CSS remove half of it again and, or you know just kind of start from scratch um, and really break that down because one I know I know you're a current developer so you're going to be using Git so anything yeah. you do you can just reset right away. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, once you get the simplest thing, you can just start stepping through and trying to figure out, um, how, how is this thing working or how is it getting this little bit of style? And maybe after you removed everything, it's fine. And so you start adding on things and that's, as you add on things, that's when you start to notice what's maybe affecting this. And, you know, I'm telling you, this is really hard to do because, you know, you're almost done for the day. You know, there's one little last line and you're like, oh, come on. I'm sure I can figure this out. And you, you've, you've died and dumped in your PHP code. You var dumped. You, um, you console.log and you're just like, oh, if I just keep doing the same thing over and over, somehow I'm going to figure it out, right? Yeah. And, and it takes a lot of discipline to do that. But I think that's, that's the key thing, first of all. When, I want, when we're talking about troubleshooting stuff is, is to break it into its smallest little part. Yeah. So that's, that's like um, a general process, if you will, for how to simplify it. Um, like now in the example you gave, so if, if I was following you, you're saying you had some rendered output that was different than what you expected, either visually yeah. or structurally or whatever. Are there any tools you reach for? I mean, obviously we're in a browser, so the browser itself has developer tools, but um, to kind of help you narrow that down, um, are there any intermediate steps or, or do you have any recommendations or opinions on that? 
Well, I, I think one of the um, things I, I really lucked out uh, was years ago, I worked with some uh, guys that did programming on the AS400 or System I, um, and they opened up their editor and immediately started stepping through the code with a debugger. And I was just, you know, a young hotshot developer, and I was like, oh, I don't need to do that kind of stuff. How slow and ignorant. And now as the years go on, I am always installing Xdebug or, or um, Zen Debugger back yeah. in the day, um, DBG, um, any of those, those debugger tools uh, to start stepping through your code uh, in, in PHP and, and Laravel, for example. So, um, you know, configuring your IDE, and a lot of them now can do that pretty, pretty easily and pretty um, quickly uh, to step through your code. Um, as well as uh, the same thing as in those developer tools on, on a browser, um, you can put breakpoints in your JavaScript code. Mm -hmm. You can use, uh, you can make that easier by um, when you compile your code, enabling JavaScript maps. Um, or if you just, you want to, you know, if you want to do the equivalent of like a, like a, a var dump or something or a, a, a DD in Laravel in, in JavaScript, you can just write the term debugger. Uh, and that'll stop the code and pop up the debugger right yeah. at that line. So it's that's super easy. You don't you don't even need to track it down. Then you can just kind of say, "I want to stop right here," and use it use the browser to step through. All good advice. I, I only have one nitpick because okay. you mentioned AS four hundred. We now have a mature rating on this podcast because <laughs> of how old that is. <laughs> Sorry. No, those yeah, those are good techniques. And I, I guess I've seen some developers resist X debug because maybe on the surface it seems complicated or maybe they tried setting it up like four years ago and they could never get it working. So I'm not, I'm not trying that again, but I, I agree with you. The tooling has gotten better. And once you've done it on one project, doing it on other projects, isn't that hard. And even if it's not like the first thing you reach for having that as a tool is incredibly <laughs> useful in certain scenarios. I've even, a little bit off topic, but I've, I've even recommended it as a learning tool to like just step through a hello world in your framework and like see right. everything it's doing line by line. And it's, it's very eye-opening for, for many developers, myself included, uh, when I did it the first time to just see like how many layers there are and how all the things are resolving and what's going on. Right. Uh, now... I'm pretty familiar with uh, the development, you know, like the local development and mm -hmm. troubleshooting tools there. I know you focus a lot on developing or deploying software as well. Uh, are there any tools or processes once we get past our local, you know, desktop or laptop when something's either in staging or in production, any tools or processes to do any troubleshooting there? Yeah, I guess the first thing I think of is just knowing when there's a problem. So there, there's some common <laughs> tools that will, you know, catch an unhandled exception and report it, you know, bug snag, sentry, things like that. And those will often collect a lot of information for you. You know, you'll get a full stack trace. You'll likely get um, even lines of code where things happen, a snapshot of the request that triggered the issue. If, if it's a user thing, like what browser they're on, what operating system they're on, all sorts of things that might contribute to it. Ideally, it will also give you a way of reproducing it. So I know bug snag is one I like and that you can, you can right click the request and like run it as a curl against your local environment. And a lot of times that doesn't always work. You, you have to sort of set some things up to make that work properly. But 
just having a way to like quickly try to reproduce it locally. I will not fall into your trap and say anything about debugging and production because I know <laughs> that you would yell at me. <laughs> but but having a clear workflow to like maybe grab a sanitized snapshot of production to to run it locally, mm-hmm. play around with it. But yeah, to to just know something happened in the first place, but then get some context from it that will help you go a step further. So I want I want to be real about debugging in production too because we talk about all these things, but sometimes you just get you just get some just rusty old junk um, of a project and you're like, I, I, I just don't have the time or something's breaking now. I need to understand what variable is happening or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, and every once in a while you come across something like that too in, in the live world where you go to a page, click through something else and all of a sudden you see someone's outputted uh, like some variable to the screen. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> Refresh the page and it's gone. And you're like, oh, there's a developer working on that. And, and yeah, I mean, I understand that happens sometimes, but there's still like, and we can't be perfectly like in the situation about hiding that, but we really should try. So instead of, you know, var dumping it to the screen, write it to a temporary file, you yeah. know, get my variable and file, put contents into a file in temp and look at that. Or if you really can't do that either, at least at the very least, put the output inside of HTML comments. <laughs> So that people can't really necessarily get a hint that you're doing something. Yeah. Again, these are these are not great things. <laughs> these are tools of last have, resort. <laughs> yeah, but if you have to, um, don't just put it out on the screen because everyone. There's always people out there looking at stuff. Yeah, there are. I uh, I was logged into my American Express bank statement the other day, and I saw something. I'm like. Yeah, somebody's messing around on this site right now. And uh, what you just said mm-hmm. happened where it went away in a couple of minutes. So fun times. Another thing we got to make sure we don't forget when we're you know troubleshooting and debugging is the database performance too. Mm. What kind of uh, experience have you had with that troubleshooting stuff? Maybe the database performance or the database tools? What have you used? Um, well, I recently tried out a tool called Scout APM, and it had some useful metrics and reporting around performance in general, but even about database performance where it might detect that this particular query was outside, you know, it was higher than the the 95th percentile of what it normally runs at, and it would alert you to that. Um, That can be okay. The problem is sometimes things are noisy and you end up turning those notifications off. Um, Mm -hmm. but just like, if you're using MySQL, there's a slow query log, like just understand what that is, turn it on, even set it at a relatively high threshold and then periodically check it, uh, that in itself, that's free. doesn't cost anything. And it's a useful way to find things that are running, uh, you know, more than a few seconds that you want to isolate and dig into further. Right. And you can use something like describe Mm, to look at, uh, how that that's, that's performing. Uh, Good, good. Yeah. Good idea. One, one maybe final comment on debugging that's not directly related to the process of debugging, but in, in the, <laughs> if you're like me, in the steps of trying to solve a problem, you will search on the internet for somebody else that has had that problem. Maybe you will even type in a specific error code or message that you're getting, and frequently you'll end up in something like Stack Overflow or places like that. What's, what's Stack Overflow? It's uh, it's all .NET. Um, <laughs> no, it's built in .NET. Anyways, 
But this happened to me. The, the reason this is coming to mind, this happened to me last week. And I found somebody that had the same problem as me. Unfortunately, there were no replies other than one guy saying, hey, did you ever figure this out? And the original post <laughs> was from two years ago. So I'm only mentioning this because while that was disappointing, I did persevere and I figured it out. But then I took five extra minutes and I replied to that poor fellow <laughs> that had posted it two years ago to just make the Internet a better place. Mm -hmm. So how do you mm -hmm. feel about that, Aaron? Yeah, I think, I mean... That's, that's a way that you give back because in open source and a lot of the stuff we're doing, we learn from other people. We use other people's projects and products, and maybe you don't have the time to program something yourself and give back or something yeah. like that, but you can answer a question. And, and for every single time that you think, oh, that was silly, no one's going to have that same question, remember, that was you. You had that question and, and, you know, there's other people that are just like you a year later, they're going to be traveling that same path. So, yeah. so answer those questions and, and try to get back. Yeah. That's your good deed for the day. So there's a, uh, there's one big difference uh, between men and women that I've noticed. And that's oh uh, when women say, smell this, it usually smells nice. <laughs> okay I all mean, right I'm thinking. when's the last time when's the last time you're hanging out with your buds and you're like smell this it's great no it's, no. it's usually something horrible <laughs> but that, that really gets me thinking and like question like what are your thoughts on this like what and I, I know you've done it because you're human we're all human uh when when something's horrible or tastes bad you're like oh this is horrible and then you offer it to someone you're like oh this is bad <laughs> try this why do we do that um, we, we don't want to suffer alone. Some, sometimes there is like the shock value of, I can't believe how bad this is. You have to experience it. So it's, it's yeah. an act of kindness. <laughs> oh, kindness. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like it, it's, it's like when people say, uh, when you're going through a bad time and someone says, if it makes you feel any better, I just stub my toe and you're like, no, I'm not a monster. Now I feel bad about my own stuff and I feel bad for you and your pain. How would that make me feel better? Now there's two of us in pain. But you're in pain together. That's the point. Yeah. Misery loves company. Yep. <laughs> but the, the, the point about the differences, I, I can totally relate to that because I, I can't remember the specifics, but I do remember there was something fairly recently that I asked my wife to smell and it was a good smell. And she's like, no way. <laughs> because normally it would not be so. Right. You you called that one, Aaron. <laughs> I think it's just, just because we're nastier, but that's just <laughs> my take on things. Are you not sure where to start with your debugging? We can help. Get in touch for a free consultation at our website, nocompromises.io.